warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun, using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in Buckinghamshire, teaching、uh, reception in Year One children at the moment. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm also teaching in Buckinghamshire, and I am working with Year Four. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in both religious education and modern foreign languages using this week's folktale from the Ashanti tribe of West Africa, which you can listen to by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the spider who wanted to tell stories. There you can stream a video of me telling the story for your children. Get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the marvelous Mario Coelho, and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Rob here. And in the earlier years, ages four all the way up to seven,、um, Helen, you thought there were some great religious education outcomes in this story. Yes, so in the early years, it would be just come under understanding the world and、hmm. people's different beliefs, and then going into key stage one, it's more formally known as Ari. I thought the simple idea of a sky god would be a really good place to to start a discussion with the children about this idea of God,、hmm. and just get their ideas about God and who is God, what is God, do they believe in God, and depending on your school's Ari curriculum, but particularly in in England where where my school is. We look at Christianity a lot, so just comparing the the gods or the, the the god of Christianity, looking at this god, just some of those bigger ideas. And I often find that it's just really interesting just to talk to children about what they think.、Hmm. And then, as you do a little bit of teaching of the Christian god and maybe some of the other gods that the, some of the main religions have, just get them to start to form their own ideas and their own own beliefs about things. And then looking at this this god Nyambe,、uh, maybe you could explore some of the other gods that, that the Ashanti, the Ashanti people believe in.、Mm-hmm. Just some, it's really just a way to look at the, the big ideas of God and belief.、Mm. Does that travel up the school, Rob, to ages seven to eleven?、Uh, I think aspects of it do. As you were talking, Helen, I was thinking, oh, the Romans have a lot of gods, and the Greeks have a lot of gods,、yeah. and the Vikings、mm. have a lot of gods. Which are all、yes. history topics, which are covered in Key Stage Two. So, a comparison between the different cultures and the different gods that they have, and then again comparing it to the the main religion where you are, whether that's Christianity or or which other religions, and seeing how and where your ideas fit into that. And there are still many areas of the world today where. Tribal cultures still thrive, and they still have this、um, very anima、uh, spirituality, which sees you know living things or, or deities in aspects of nature around us. So sky gods, river gods, etc.,、um, and it could be a, a great way of, like we've already said, I think a, a couple of days ago,、um, just expanding our global awareness of the globe. <laughs> I think you could also link it to like 
your appreciation of where you are as well. So you could mm. your your school field if you've got one. Look at the trees that you've got and how they look, and think, oh well, if we lived in where the Ashanti live, then there would be a, a tree god, or there would be a god for the leaves. Or I, I'm I don't know much about the Ashanti gods so um, <laughs> they they probably would have um found a god in the tallest tree but i mean we would have done that exactly the same uh here in england just a, a few hundred years ago wouldn't we when we had pagans here absolutely. too absolutely yeah um and, and still um some pagans around today it's obviously a there is that religious or cultural element to it because we're exploring how different people approach the world in different ways but another side of that is, of course, the different languages we speak, which links very nicely with what you had <laughs> found for your 7 to 11-year-olds, Rob. Yes. Uh, modern foreign languages are part of the Key Stage 2 curriculum, and generally it's uh, French or Spanish or German or Italian, things like that. I think it's, as we've said, it's important to place yourself in the world. by. Le- I think it is to by learning about what other people believe or see or think or say um so my approach to this would be to look at the language that the uh, ashanti tribes speak and then have a go at using some of the language in class you say using the internet or if uh, i've worked with people who are from west african descent say say okay can you teach us some some words, some phrases, uh, good morning mm. or yes, no, things like that. And I found just through some research I did that the language that the Ashanti speak is called tree, spelled T-W-I, but it's said tree. So uh, the title of the activity I got for this was Tree Talk, which kind of fits in again nicely with <laughs> the tallest tree and mm-hmm. it being in the jungle and things like that. I think it, it gives everybody an appreciation of, their like we've said where they are yeah who who they're with and what's similar and what's different about all these people Mm. and although um you don't formally have to teach modern foreign languages in the early years and key stage one i think it's a great as rob said it's a great way to broaden children's perspectives so simply teaching them how to say hello or good morning in that different language and then use that all for a week or two as you're exploring this story is just very good for children's awareness of different cultures and there is science out there i'm sure that's um shown how multilingual children tend to just be better at communicating generally and the better a communicator you are the easier it is for you to indulge your curiosity and explore new ideas and therefore grow your learning in all sorts of areas one of the ways that i love to um, explore new languages which i think you could do quite well in this story is well, you, you introduce the, the new word for snake. You, you'd, you'd research, obviously, I, I haven't done this, but you'd research the, the tree word for snake or the tree word for spider, and you would introduce Anansi using that word for him, and then you would describe him in English so that you see, or your own native language, to see if your young learners can work out what that word actually means. Um, and you can do exactly the same with snake. You can do the same with jaguar. And that way, again, you're sort of broadening their learning in two different directions because they're both learning a new word, but they're also starting to decode the world as well and get to really broaden their understanding of what certain features go with what animal, etc. 
definitely. I speak French and I find sometimes if I'm speaking French a lot, I lose the English words that I'm looking for. I can I can say it in French, but English, my own language, I, I lose the words. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both ever so much for joining us to explore Anansi's story. I think we've We've managed to mine quite a lot out of him, really, haven't it's we? A, it's a very good one. It's a fan, <laughs> yeah, the fantastic ideas that we've had here. Everything from haiku to clay. So, yeah, brilliant. Thank you ever so much, both of you. You're welcome. Yes. That's all we have time for this week, folks, and indeed with this story. We're going to be saying farewell to Anansi for a little while. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you're soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. We'll be back next week with a brand new story to share with your young learners, which grew out of a workshop I ran in a small school in Cambridgeshire. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that one with you. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon.